Welcome to Her Fantasy Football with the three of us sisters. Go matchup by matchup to help you set your lineup. Check us out at HerFantasyFootball.com and on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. You can also check us out on ESPNW and on Facebook backslash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. Week 12, okay. people. Get them out of your lineups. Only two teams on by. This is it, guys. Carolina Panthers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bye-bye, Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. And Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Oh, I love him. He had a great game. I was like, I'm not going to get to talk about it because they go yeah. on the bye. But. I know. It's sad. And Calvin Benjamin. You saw that great catch, right? Yep. There's one shining light. He always. <laughs> I mean, when he's it. the only person to throw to, he's going to make something happen. It's great. I mean, holy moly. (laughs) The poor kicker missed the field goal at the end. Well, not quite the end, but they thought it was the end. Only a second missed kick. It's a pretty good game, though. It was pretty good. Um, Some moves today, some injuries, some suspension news. It's all very exciting. We're going to cover all of it in our write-ups with each team. Let's just get right into it, ladies. Thursday night football. Division game, Kansas City Chiefs, 7-3 and three at the Oakland Raiders, 0-10. and 10. But they're not that bad. They're they the best worst yeah. team. They, they are. really are. They really they are. are. I don't think this is going to be the game for them that they're going to get their first victory. But, but still, no. like, it's, you know, they're not that bad of a team. No. But fantasy-wise, right. Right. Fantasy we'll get there. On. We'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Let's start with the Chiefs. Let's start on a positive note here, people. <laughs> Was anyone else surprised how well they played against the Seahawks, though? It makes me a little nervous as a Broncos fan, right? Because, I mean, we certainly didn't play well against the Rams, and they were looking good. They were looking good. 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 Actually, at least Jamal Charles was looking good, who is obviously in my flame if he got him, because he's Jamal Charles. Winning. Yeah, I mean, this is a given at this point. He's the third highest scoring running back last week. He's the sixth highest scoring running back overall. Uh, and he scored you a much-needed 26 points of 159 yards and two touchdowns and off 20 touches. Nice. So this was the most yards he had all season, which, again, is surprising against the Seahawks. But <clears throat> expect another big week from him as he'll be up against the Raiders, like we just said, who give up the fifth most points to running backs. So Charles should have a nice little field day with that. Gut calls, I have nobody. It's kind of, either you're playing him or you're not when it comes to the Chiefs. Now, my bench, I'm going to talk a little about Travis Kelsey, because everybody else on the bench, but we're going to highlight Kelsey here for a second, because... Please. It is sad <laughs> but true, but you cannot... He cannot be relied upon. I'm, I'm saying it. I'm saying it here. You know, he started the season off really strong, uh, but he's, you know, produced low numbers since week four. You know, other than the one breakout game, which is week nine, you know, I mean, he's, he's averaged since his bye week of six, minus the one standout game, only 2.25 points. That's not good, guys. That is, that is bad. And this is not an exceptionally fantastic matchup for him, so I would say expect the average numbers, which, again, is going to be right around three. Not pretty. So Alex Smith on the bench, huh? He's on the, yeah. Against the Raiders. You know he's on the bench. You know he is. Who is he? Who's he going to throw the ball to? Unless Rainbow. you're in a two-quarterback league, you know? But other than that, he's on, he's on your bench. Well, this is so, going to be – well, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I do a lot of um, Twitter – action as we all do but um i think the answer to all of our questions this week is just kobe fleener i think i've said his name 400 times on twitter <laughs> what should i do about this kobe fleener what about this kobe fleener what but I, you know hey i have a cold kobe fleener yeah i, I don't know kobe fleener. You guys he's my answer fleener it 
if you're saying you'd rather play Kobe Fleener than Travis Kelsey, I would agree. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Yes. That's, yes. That's where it came from. Yes. I think you can play Kobe Fleener over a lot of tight ends. He's hot I right now. I think you could have a lot of this, a lot of the year. I mean, uh, uh, Kobe Fleener is a uh, is one of uh, Luck's favorite targets. We'll get there when we get to the Colts people. I've always loved Kobe we'll Fleener. I have him on a couple of my rosters. Um, let's get to the Oakland Raiders. Uh, there's a chance of showers by, by the way. Keep an eye on the weather, you guys. It does affect the game. Yeah, play him if you got him. I've got one. It's Michael Rivera. I told you to bench him last week. He got four points, so I hope you did do that. Good call. Unless you were trying, it was between them and Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Once again. <laughs> In which again. case, Kobe Fleener. Kobe Fleener. Kobe Fleener. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, but the Kansas City Chiefs give up the 17th most fantasy points to tight end, so it's right in the middle. But Rivera is really the only guy on Oakland that can do anything. So I like him. I like him. We're going to play him this week, you guys. No gut calls. Everybody else is on the bench. That's Derek Carr, who got you 4.88 points last week as a quarterback. James Jones, who got you 3.5. Andre Holmes, who got you 1.9. And Darren McFadden, they got you 2.1. Those are some those, sexy numbers. Those are numbers. Me. And you guys, Kansas City Chiefs give up the 11th <laughs> fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, 7th fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, and the 5th fewest fantasy points to running backs. This is not the matchup to be stretching for the Oakland Raiders. Okay, guys? It's no. not it. You're no. gonna, if you're going <laughs> to grab for anything, it's Rivera. Other than that, you guys, the Raiders are done. Let's move to the Sunday games. The Cleveland Browns, 6-4. and four, Atlanta Falcons, 4-6. and six. Great. So, holy Batman, they cut Ben Tate. We'll start with that. I know. So, sure. Apparently, you shouldn't talk back. Remember? I'm ju- I was just going to say, remember last week, I was like, so he complained. That's going to go one of two ways. But I didn't realize how far it would go in that direction. Yeah. That is crazy. Not good. Wow. Not good. Now, he he did only rush the ball twice for negative nine yards last week. So it's not like, you know, in fantasy <laughs> you were like, oh, I love this guy. What happened? Yeah, what a blow to my roster. Right. No. But um, we'll talk about how he went to the Vikings and the suspensions. and the. I mean, there, there's so much to talk about with the Vikings that there's really not much about Ben Tate other than the fact that we're back to now an Isaiah Crowell, Terrence West share, that they'll go back and forth. And their coach has said, I'm going to pick a different guy each week depending on practice. And so it's the same nightmare, you guys. Don't get all excited yep. here. Um, you know, so we officially hate Petten as well now. Right. Yeah, for saying. the most part. I yeah. mean, listen, Crowell yeah. got the start <laughs> last week. Uh, carried the ball 14 times for 61 yards and caught two passes for 30 yards. But the fumbles are real. They're killing us. He's only had two fumbles lost this year, but three total. One got recovered. But um, Terrence West isn't going away. He's not officially the guy right now. He carried it five times for 12 yards last week. In other words, I don't know if I could tell you to start either of them. And who knew that the Browns could outdo themselves? Why do I say that? Because happy (laughs) Josh Gordon week. Yay! Yes. I'm excited Yay. for this one. Happy Josh Gordon week. You know Hoyer's got to be He looks good. He looks good. He looks like he's in shape. He's ready to go. He's been doing edibles instead of smoking, so his lungs are great. Say, he looks relaxed. Yeah, he's ready. Relaxed is the key word with Gordon. 
We know he yeah, enjoys relaxed. Being, rela- being relaxed. Um, as I said before, though, I think this is a good thing for Hawkins. A, Josh Gordon still needs to learn what's going on with this team. It's a new team. It's a new year. Everything else. And his buddy Jordan Cameron is still out with a concussion. So it, it's a very different thing. While he's figuring it out, listen, <laughs> I like it. Atlanta gives up the sixth most fantasy points to wide receivers. I think there's enough love for both of them this week. So I am enjoying both of them. And I, But to be honest with you, I, who knows what's going to happen? This is a whole <laughs> new team in week 12. So therefore... But exciting, right? Because they're going into the playoffs, which is just, you know... I shouldn't say they for sure are, but that whole conference is... That's nuts. Yeah, I'm not going to go there, but you can. Um, no, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who these people are. I was on the phone with my best friend, Stephanie Classy, and she, um, her nine-year-old son, Noah, is like my little soulmate and uh, future Hall of Fame head coach. And I literally was like, so what's going to happen with Josh Gordon being back, buddy? And he, like, went off. So... In honor of this, I'm going to give analysis from a nine-year-old because it's just as pertinent, if not more so, to a completely <laughs> new team in Week 12. Quote from Noah Classy. Josh Gordon is going to bring a spark to the team. Having the main man back in the offense is going to do a ton for the Browns. The fans are going to light it up. He's a key player. He's as big <laughs> as Calvin Johnson. He's got big, good hands. I think he's going to target Gordon, even if he's in coverage. Hoyer is going to like having him back and get him the ball a lot. He's a good athlete. Yeah. I think that sums it up. He actually said that? That's exactly what he said. Cool. Exact word for word? Nine-year-old? Nine-year-old Noah Classy, future Hall of Fame coach. Solid work, Noah. Thank you. Solid work. Nice. Light it up. I think that's what Josh Gordon's going to do. Light it up. There you go. No No pun pun intended. Browns, most exciting team in the NFL. Bam. Atlanta Boom. Falcons. Falcons. Exciting. You don't know Jim Dre at all? Oh, well, I could tell you that Jim Dre is the guy filling in for Jordan Cameron and no one cares. That was my note. <laughs> Perfect. That's just what I wanted to hear. I just wanted to hear say that nobody cares about him. Oh. And it's a fun name. Kobe Flaner. Kobe Flaner. Right up. Falcons. <laughs> it is a good name. Falcons. Claim if you got him. A Mr. Roddy oh, Roddy White. Right. Roddy Roddy Roddy. All right, all right. Yeah. You know, Roddy has emerged as the top receiver the past four games here. So he had 16 points, have a mediocre week with six, then 13 and 13. He has found the end zone three of the last four games. And more, most importantly, he's actually being targeted a lot. Yep. He's been targeted about 12 times last week for 75 yards and a touchdown. It was a, it was a short two-yard touchdown, but still points are points. And the thing is, he is being targeted about the same as Julio, but he's being more productive with his touches. So that has me concerned with Julio, who's now in my gut call section, right? Because he's just not putting up the numbers that that you're looking for. Mm -mm. It's crazy, because he's actually, he's getting targeted quite a bit. He caught 6 of 11, so again, he's not converting a lot of his targets into actual catches. It's for 59 yards. And for me, the biggest issue is that he's not being targeted in the end zone. I mean, he has not scored a touchdown since week three. Mm-mm. That's that's crazy when you're looking at you know what we envisioned Julio from you know previous seasons. So it's you know I want to say temper your expectations because Roddy seems to be the man in the red zone. You know, so it's just oof. And they have good corners in Cleveland. They do. They do have a good mm-hmm. corners. My other guy called Stephen Jackson. Here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Is he productive? Rarely. Is he consistent? <laughs> Not even close. But he does get touches. 
So he's averaging 17 touches per game the last three games. He only rushed for 41 yards, so clearly he's not doing much with his touches. So the issue is he's not able to find the end zone as well. So the good news is when you're getting that many touches, I think something's got to go right sooner than later. So he's in the mix. Something good has to come from that at some point. All right, I have a question for you. I picked up Steven Mm -hmm. Jackson last week to play because I had guys on by and injured and whatnot. I now, this week, have Steven Jackson or Chris Ivory. My back is my second running back. Who do I play? Chris Steven Jackson. I'm sorry, Steven Jackson or who? I'm just totally blind. Chris Ivory. Chris Ivory. I'd go Steven Jackson. Oh, okay. All right. Man. I, I know, like it's it, really but... bad. It's really bad. Mm. It's a good time, though. Hmm? I mean, if, something does, if something good doesn't happen this week, then we're done with him. We're done with his 17 touches. All right. Fair enough. We're over it. But we're over all the rest of the Falcons running backs and Matt Ryan. Mm. i only mentioning Matt Ryan for the fact that I predicted he'd get 14 points, and he got exactly nice. 14 points last nice week. Nice call. Nice. Yes. It is, all he so seems to get is 14 points. So when you think 14... Think Matt, think Ryan. Matt Ryan. I like it. That's what you should think okay, about. when you think 12, you can think Colin Kaepernick. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then quick little hat, sh- um, Anton Smith, guys. He is out on IR. Oh, the man uh, with all he's the card off the field. And it's borderline not even worth mentioning because the Falcons refuse to use him properly, but I just want to make it <laughs> clear in case you were holding on to this guy for some sort of boom kind of game, get rid of him. Get him out of your roster. Dun, 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 dun. That's it. We have the New York Jets two and eight. The Buffalo Bills five and five. Yes, we do. So, um, frankly, the Bills have a great defense. We just don't talk about them enough. And I'm, I'm going to start with the Jets, but by starting with the Jets, I'm going to start with the Buffalo defense. So, um, they're up against, you know, they're the weakest against receivers. They give up the 18th most points, which is mediocre, but it's the weakest for them, which means, drumroll please, Brandon on repeat, start Eric Decker and Percy Harvin, they get catches, especially if you're in a PPR league, you're welcome. (laughs) Hi. Hi. All right. I'm the only one talking about this. Eric Decker. Decker? Yes. Before the bye, he caught only three or four targets with 24 yards. But Michael Vick only had 18 attempted passes. Like, it was a weird game. So, those targets will go up. And the week before that, he caught 9 out of 12 targets. So, that's what we're talking about. 9 points just from catching the ball, you guys. Hello. Um, Percy Harvin, same with Percy. He only caught 3 of 5 targets for 23 yards. He rushed around a little bit against the Steelers, too. But once again... The week before the bye, he caught 11 out of 13 targets. They're going to have to pass the ball because they're not going to be able to run on the Bills. It's tough. He's listed as probable with a heel, but he seems fine. So the press, you know, he's talking about how he's up in his game because he wants a contract, so I wouldn't worry about it. Um, Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go down with this Jets receivership, you know? Yeah. It's going to be my best or worst call forever. But I feel like as far as mediocre players are concerned, I'm so sick of talking about, like, the Saints – and the 49ers and their receivers. Everyone wants to talk about them, and I'm like, why aren't we talking about Percy Harvin and Eric Decker? You would much rather have them. Trust me. I would agree. Um, so, gut calls, Jets defense. So, the Jets aren't fabulous, but they do have 27 sacks of the season, which is the eighth most in the league, and the Bills give up the ninth most points to fantasy defenses. Yeah. So, they're something to think about. Bench warmers, you know, listen, I have a difficult time with both elements of crisscross right now. 
Um, it makes me sad because I was so excited to use crisscross all season. Sad. Uh, they've just scored six rushing touchdowns combined on the season, and the Bills have crisscross is really short lived. Huh? Crisscross was, was like in week one, and then it was over. Yeah, one hit wonder, just like the band. Yeah, yeah, it was a one hit wonder. Oh my goodness, that's nice. Was. Yeah, oh. yeah. So here are Chris Ivory's last four scores: eighteen point five, sixteen point three, two point two, five point one. Chris Johnson's last four scores: eight two. 10.1, 3.5. Technically, Chris Johnson should have, be, have an on week right now, right? Yeah. Good, bad, good, bad. But his good, good cap is 10. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. There's that. I think, I think if I'm going to start one, I'd start Ivory, I think. Still. And I'm also not going to tell you to start Michael Vick or Jason Morrow, but I am telling you later in the season, I might tell you to start them, but not against the Bills. No. And I'm a little sad for Gino. You guys, I was doing this write-up, and I had weird pangs for Gino. I know that's weird, but I... This is weird. I don't know. It's very weird. Moving on to the bills. So, things that I hate. Um, a vote of confidence from the coach. So, the coach came out with, like, <laughs> right now, we're sticking with Kyle Orton. Now, do you like the words right now? I don't. No. I do not. And actually, I think the switching from EJ Emanuel was a mistake. I like Kyle Orton. I just feel like it was really early in the season. He wasn't that bad. There were a lot of issues. Anyway, moving on. Sammy Watkins. Let me tell you what's going on with Sammy Watkins. Can you? He cannot play against shut-down corners. This week, against the Jets, great matchup. Play him. Play him with ease. Feel great about it. Next week, when he goes up against Joe Hayden, um, no thank you. So this is what we're going to have to do now. We're going to have He's a matchup guy way it is however the guy who's i guess kyle orton's lunch buddy and they go out for drinks after practice or whatever chris hogan all right we'll talk about you <laughs> fine you got him you know fine. like do you ever have those guys where you're like i really didn't think this was gonna pan out but fine fine okay so you're noteworthy two weeks ago he caught five of seven targets for 57 yards and a touchdown and last week he caught seven of nine targets for 74 yards um, in good matchups, he's worth a play. And I think he's worth a play over Robert Woods, which makes me sad, but it's true. Bill's defense, as I said, ballin', biggest must-start. They give up the six-fewest points to opponents. They have the most sacks in the league with 39. The next highest is 33. They have six more sacks in the season than the, next, than the second yeah. place. That's crazy. They're tied for sixth in interceptions, um, and then the second most with fumbles, nine. So the Jets give up a ton of points to defenses. Go for it. Got calls. I'm saying Kyle Orton because of the matchup, but gosh, ew, only 193 yards and zero touchdowns last week. Ooh. But it was Thursday night. It's so. weird. I know. The Thursday night uh, kind of curse. Fred Jackson is the only running back, again, that I would play on the Buffalo Bills if he is healthy. But against the Jets, I don't know if I'd do that either. So, just, I don't know why people keep asking me questions about Anthony Booby Dixon. I just can't take it. And do you guys even think there's going to be a game? Like. What do you mean? Well, Buffalo has been, like, crazy snowed, snowed out. out. And it, it said, like, you have to, like, it's, like, crazy amount of tons of snow that they have to take out of the stadium for, even, for it to be even yeah. functional. Not alone for people to be able to get to the stadium and to, like, 
park to work it or anything. I mean, it. there's some crazy pictures out there of, of, um, of Fred Jackson with, like, his shirt off in the snow and, like, it's pretty awesome. He's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I think he was they'll on still NFL have Network it, today. I think it was NFL Network. Maybe it was ESPN, and he was. Um, he's like, you just gotta make sure you you, you take the fern, t- turn your furnace off occasionally, and like getting into all of this, like what you need to do in the snow, and it was crazy. But this is gonna be a banana game, like bananas. So I, I, I think that the snow, I think, is done. Falling, although it could change, right? Like right. The, there's a whole polar vortex, crazy town thing going on right, right now. So you're right, you can't get up there right now. Um, and they haven't practiced so I don't all know. week. None, none of the Buffalo Bills have practiced all week. Yeah. So all right, I should put that in my analysis. Um, Which makes it exciting. Makes it exciting. Yeah. 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 Our, our man Sheriff was on, and he was like, "I had a game very similar to this, and it, in Washington." And it just got us all pumped up. Like, yeah, this is this is the elements. This is football, you know? Yeah, this is our house. Yeah, and then they had, well, no, they had, they had to they had to fly out somewhere else that also had snow, but um, they ended up winning, so go Buffalo. I'm into Buffalo. I think this is a good game for them. Me too. Good luck with the snow buddies. And Fred Jackson, you're my hero. Fun to love. Heaven all season. You are. You are. Yeah. I don't care if you're hurt. I don't care. I don't care. He iced it He'll in the snow all week. He's good. We got the Tampa yeah. Bay Buccaneers 2-8, and eight, Chicago Bears 4-6. and six. Tampa Bay, TB. Uh, little, Mike Evans, people. I'm into them. They're kind of coming to fruition, I, you guys. Do you feel happy? Yeah. yeah. You guys totally love right? the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember we predicted early on how good they were going to be, and then they were a total mess, and now they're kind of coming back on. You know, it's, it's so an exciting good. end here. You so know, and we'll see. But uh, you know, I was all excited about Mike Evans last week after he scored 18 points. You know, with a new quarterback, so there was this nervousness about him because he had scored 24 points in Week Nine with Glennon, and then people were nervous about his production possible drop off because McCown was coming back. Clearly, this is not a problem as he scored 18 points with him, and then 32 points last week. I uh, had 209 yards and two touchdowns. So, and this kid's had over 100 yards in the last three games. So I cannot say enough about him. I am obsessed with Mike Evans. Yeah. I love him. I love him, love him. Now, Josh McCown, I have in my gut call section. This is two weeks in a row that McCown has been in top five quarterback. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. And he's been consistent, to say the least, with 19 points back-to-back weeks. He's thrown two touchdowns both of those weeks. He's thrown almost 300 yards for both of those weeks. So if you are in a pinch or you're simply not liking your starting quarterback, you know, you got me with Cam Newton sounding by. And the Bears are bad. They are, they are bad. And what's crazy is that he is only owned in 11% of ESPN leagues. So he is out there. He is out there for the taking. Just saying. To give it a thought. And then my bench is Vincent Jackson. You should only use him if you absolutely need mm. to. He's averaging 6.4 points, which is okay. But his upside is low, and it keeps, like, tanking. As Evans is clearly the man in town yeah. now there. You know, he's only scored four points last week. And the Redskins' secondary is by no means a powerhouse. Oh. Like, 
at all. Now, granted, all the love went to Evans, and that, and they might spread the ball around a little bit more because the Bears are slightly better secondary, but just slightly, so probably not. So don't expect a whole lot there. And then Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back situation. You know, this is more of an update than anything incredibly insightful, as we've already told you many times, to avoid all of these guys like the plague. But as predicted, Bobby Rainey got, you know, five carries for a pathetic four yards. You know, you know, Doug Martin is allegedly the starter, so he was in for him. But then Charles Sims actually got the bulk of the workload, but was barely better with 13 carries for, wait for it, 36 Woo! yards. Terrible. It is terrible. You don't care who's getting the bulk of the workload. Just stay away from all of them. We are done with the books. I would like to say, for the record, I told you to start your bears. It's two against one. <laughs> you did. And I win. I was like, in fantasy, it's totally different than Well, we said Jake Cutler. Yeah, it was Jake and Cutler. And he was balling. And he was... We said nothing wrong with Alshon Jeffrey or Brandon Marshall or Forte. It's true. It's true. It's just it's true. Cutler. Um, balling. Uh, listen, I, you know... Whatever. It, it is what it is. It's fantasy football. It is not real football. The Bears are the poster children for that fact. So, yeah, start Jay Cutler. And this is against Tampa Bay, which you can start everyone against Tampa Bay, even on bad teams. So start Jay Cutler, even though, I put, even though he sucks. But... <laughs> it's like you know, I have a little like asterisk there, being like, <laughs> but you can still start him. You know, listen. When I give advice, I'm not necessarily doing it because I feel good about it. I'm just looking at the numbers. Um, yeah. And then Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Marshall. Um, wow, they really blew it up last week. Um, Marshall finally looked like himself yeah. again with some really powerful catches with some like really solid you know muscle grabs there. So yeah, it was good. And then you know good. my fantasy football soulmate, the guy who wins me all my championships, Matt Forte. Do it. Yep. Got calls is still Martellus Bennett though because he's still dealing with that rib injury. It's not you know that's what's going on. They give up <laughs> the nineteenth most points to tight ends. That's their toughest thing, which is crazy. But. Um, they might not use them much. And then Ben Schwarmers. I'm still not starting those Bears defense, though, especially against Josh McCown and Mike Evans. No, thank you. No, thank you. Bye-bye. No, thank you. All right, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals, 6-3-1 and one at the Houston Texans, 5-5. Five and five. Yep. I just can't believe the Cincinnati Bengals have six wins. Just want to say that before I get started here. Uh, the weather is <sighs> sunny. Sunny in Houston. Good for Houston. Yeah. All right, play him if you got him, Giovanni Bernard. Welcome back. A.J. Green and Mohamed Sanu. Uh, Bernard is listed as questionable going into week 12 with a hip injury. He suffered in week 8 against Baltimore, but the Bengals are ready to put him in. Back in the lineup. Let's do it. It's, we, we love our Giovanni. Uh, I have Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard, so I should bench Jeremy Hill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. stay, t- stay one, tuned until Sunday morning. Um... But I, I would go with Bernard. I would, uh, that's, that's my feeling. Um, you know, but they were 2-1 and one without him. So although Hill had two great games in the Bengals' victories, now that the Bernard is back, Hill, you know, is no more than a flex option, I would say, this week. Houston gives up the 14th most fantasy points to running backs. So this, I think, is a good week for Bernard to come back and ease his way back into it. 
Um, I said that both Green and Sanu would come back last week against the Saints. I was half right. Green had eight targets oh to Sanu's six targets, but Green was able to get 127 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. And uh, Sanu got 23 yards on three receptions. <laughs> so that happened. I'm so um, sad. Green is back, and I have no concern with him having another great game this week. He's going to be fine. Sanu has now had two games in a row with two fantasy points. I am not pushing the panic button yet, you guys. But he has moved from a wide receiver two to a wide receiver three slash flex. We're talking Andy Dalton here. I would still put Sanu in your lineup while the Texans give up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. So I would still play him. Suggest that you play him against Houston. Gut calls Andy Dalton. Uh, after telling mm. you to drop Dalton, he might be an okay play this week. Uh, he, I, I love his hair though. <laughs> and not just that it's redhead, but that like I love his haircut. It's free, yeah, free flowing. It is it is a nice wow. haircut. I will. I, I wish we got points for I that. Know. Yeah, if, I know. Well, if he had, he's style my Jay Cutler. Andy Dalton's my Jay Cutler. He would get you some. To, you might have to start him, even though he sucks. After coming off his negative <laughs> fantasy point game against Cleveland, he came back with 22 fantasy points against the Saints. Instead of having three interceptions and no touchdowns, he had three touchdowns and zero interceptions. Nice, nice Dalton. Nice. He is officially he's a boom nice. bust quarterback, for sure. Yep. I mean, he's not even yeah. as consistent like Kaepernick with 12 points. He is boom or bust. Yeah. Um, he should have another okay game. With all of his weapons back, Houston gives up the 17th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So, you know, it'll be okay. If you need him, you need him. Um, yeah. Benchwarmer is Jermaine Gresham. Okay. Do not look at his fantasy points from last week and think he's a viable play, people. Stop it. He uh-huh. is not. Gresham had two receptions for two touchdowns in 13 yards. Okay? Two receptions. And one was a fumble. And one, as I, was I like, was like, one was a fumble. One of those like, one was not even fumbled, like a, then kicked yeah. into the uh, end zone and fell on. The, yeah, the refs can't. missed him kicking it into the end zone. It was an illegal touchdown. But, say la vie, he got the fantasy points. If you started him, you're a genius. But yep. this is not going to happen again, you guys. Before last week, he averages around three fantasy points per game. So, don't do it. Freak, freak week. week. Freak if week. If everybody was allowed saying. to kick their fumbles into the end zone, we'd, we'd all be winners. winners. Do you know what the answer is to that? Mark Sanchez. Kobe Fleener. What? Kobe Fleener. It is. It's Kobe Fleener. Kobe Fleener. Yeah. It is. <laughs> what did you say, Mark Sandy? Sanchez. I don't know. Fumble. Oh. Fumble. It just sounded appropriate. Oh, yeah. That's I, a good one. I heard something totally different that was not appropriate, but I'm glad that Ooh. was not what you said. So anyway. Oh. Um, Flame if you got him for the Texans. DeAndre Hopkins, guys. He's consistent, yep. to say the least. Yep. So he's the leading receiver for the Texans right now. There is no other way to slice it or dice it. He is averaging 9.4 points. And the best part about him is, again, is that he is consistent. He only had that one bad week. So other than that, you, really, you can expect eight points each week from this guy. Now, since he is a tough, you know, second toughest corners in the league, actually – but has you know he's found his groove, so I feel good that he's you know, he's still gonna do well this week. I feel good about him. And then I want to do a little shout out to my boy JJ Watts. We do not rank individual defensive players. But we should. Say, he's definitely how? number one. He is the MVP of twenty fourteen. He is the man. 
He's got four touchdowns on the year, guys. And it's crazy. Four touchdowns. It's crazy. And he and he and it's they, crazy. And they're not good. They're not a good team. And yet he is amazing. No. It's crazy. It's crazy town. Clearly those box jumps do a body good. He is like a scoring beast right now. But unfortunately, if you're like an Andre Johnson owner, he is stealing potential touchdowns from you. So I'm sorry, but JJ. I've heard that some people are like, why is he not eligible? That if he's been, if he's played tight end and has scored and caught catches, why can he not be a tight end? If Denard Robinson can still be a wide receiver, which is insane. In fantasy? I mean, they have to, yeah. Well, you just have to declare that you're eligible, right? Yeah. You, anyone can be eligible. You just have to declare. Yeah. You have to line up that way. But I thought it was interesting that people were like. That's a stretch. Well. No. No. People, stop it. Okay, well, the answer to that is Kobe Fleener, The answer to that is get the Houston's defense. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> I think it's interesting, though. I think it's interesting. I just love that he's like becoming their go-to guy. It's yeah. crazy, but I love it. I love it. So, but you know, at some point here, you know, defense is going to have a little package whenever they see JJ Watt lined up. So, yeah, we'll see. But we got calls are Arian Foster and Alfred Blue. Foster was held out last week with a groin injury, so Blue got the start, and he did well. He did really well. So Foster did return to practice on Wednesday, but is still being considered day by day by the Texans organization. So is his return to practice a good sign? Yeah. Should you be jumping up and down just now with glee that he's a given for this week? No. That's a good way to hurt your growing. <laughs> Don't do it. Or you so blow if out your knee if is... your defensive player yeah. is celebrating. Yep. <laughs> Don't do so, it. So many possible injuries. But, you know, <laughs> if Foster is held out, get your hands on Alfred Blue. As he was the seventh highest scoring running back last week, you know, he was filling some big shoes, but he had 156 yards. And what's even more crazy, he had 36 touches. Yeah. 36. That's like nuts. But what this does tell you, what should excite you, is that clearly the Texans team is still committed to the ground and pound game, whether Arian Foster is in or Alfred Blue. They have the confidence in Blue to still form their offense around the run. So this is good news for you if indeed Foster doesn't play, that you're not nervous that they're going to completely change their game plan. So that's good news. Bench is Garrett Graham. Uh, you know, Graham had his best game of the year this week, scoring a touchdown in 34 yards. So, he, you know, he had nine points, but he hadn't scored a touchdown since week 14 of last season. Yeah. This guy is, like, not using the offense even remotely in any sort of substantial way. So pat him on the back, say good game, buddy, and keep on going with somebody else. Do not waste your time even thinking about Garrett Graham. Bam. Kobe Flaner. Kobe Flaner. Kobe Flaner. Kobe Flaner, people. <laughs> we got the Jacksonville Jaguars 1-9 and nine at the Indianapolis Colts. You know Kobe's going to suck it so bad this week. Because we're all like Kobe Flaner. Kobe. No way. He's in. 6-4. and four. Well, We're talking about it now, and I think that Courtney just said Jacksonville Jaguars at Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. So yeah. yeah I, think, I, know. I, think, I think we're okay. I think we have a preview. Yeah. So here's the thing about Jacksonville. Did you know that Toby Gerhardt has only... Um, rushed, or he's only scored, uh, sorry, 32.9 fantasy points all season. Wow. I'm not even remotely surprised. There was all this Toby Gerhardt hype, and I never understood it. I never hopped on that bandwagon, and I'm glad it's over. But do you know that he's also the seventh highest scoring player on the team? Wow. That is sad. Wow. Yeah. It is true. <laughs> 
Um, you can't compare bad apples with bad apples. <laughs> to put you know to put in a lineup out there. So Denard Robinson is in the play. If you got him, I call him the season saver. He and Justin Forsett, TM, trademark. Um, yeah. Since week seven, he's either gone for over ninety-four yards or he scored two touchdowns. In other words, he's a beast. Balling. <laughs> and Indianapolis gives up the fourth most points to running backs. Ouch. Hey. So hey, hey. they'll just feed him the ball. I don't know what else they'll do. However, our friend, yes, I said our friend, Alan Robinson, who I really, really like, was placed on IR two weeks ago due to a broken foot, but they were on bye. So we mentioned it at the top of the show last week, but we just want to remind you. I love this guy. I'm excited to draft him next year. It's sad. However, Alan Hearns, questionable with a concussion. Cecil Shorts, probable with a hamstring. Marquise Lee, probable with an ankle. Winning! Wide receivers are Winning. looking good. The answer <laughs> to that is Trent Richardson. The, see, there you go. Well, tr- yeah, well, for running backs, but for wide receivers, there is no answer. I'm just saying, because the Colts aren't going to need to, like, Make that much of an effort. You just hand the ball yeah. off. Well, that's true. They're <laughs> just going to give it to Denard Robinson. However, I will say I think Cecil Shorts is the guy that I would target in this. Second would be Alan Hearns. Third would be Marquise Lee. But Marquise Lee was a guy that was really – everyone was high on in the beginning of the season. He got hurt. He was out for a ton of games. Yeah. So now that he's back, who knows? So just keep an eye on what's going on here. If you're hurting at wide receiver, this might be a nice place for you. Bench warmers, Blake Bortles, you just can't. Can't do it. Cannot do it. do it. I love it. If you're hurting for wide receiver, pick up one of these three guys that are all questionable. <laughs> right. That are also all boomer bust, <laughs> even when they're healthy. It's exciting. It's on a good. really it's bad team. Really, against yeah. the Colts. Got, Where the guy with you the gotta 30 points. You got to take a flyer somewhere. Do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Do, do it. it. Do it. Do it. All right. Indianapolis <laughs> Colts. The Colts fell to the Patriots last week after losing two of their key players. Oh, sad. Ahmad Bradshaw went out early with a fractured fibula and ankle. He will be placed on IR and most likely is done playing for the Colts, you guys. Adios, my friend. You were fun while it lasted. He was so good, though. So good. So good. That's a bummer. He will be a free agent next year at a ripe age of 29. Hey, Broncos. Maybe. I can't, I can't go there uh, yet. I'm too depressed. Dwayne Allen is listed questionable for week 12, but most likely will not play, so the rumor is. He has yet to practice with an ankle sprain. He is a huge part of the blocking for luck, more or less for even your fantasy team. That's really a crucial part um, of the offensive line is, is Mr. Dwayne Allen. So that's not healthy. But play him if you got him, you guys. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. We got Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton, Reggie Wayne, Kobe Fleener, Adam Vinatieri, and the Colts defense. Let's do it, you guys. Yep. We're playing the whole yep. team, are we? We're playing the whole team. I told you guys that the Patriots. Except for the Colts defense, because they can't handle that Jacksonville second That's you know, true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> They're going to go off, and you're going to feel so bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be excited if they do gonna go boom off. Boom all over you, Ashley. Boom. Um, mm-hmm. Not likely, the Patriots, but I'll be excited. Uh, I told you the Patriots are going to focus on Hilton, and that's exactly what they did. I'm not concerned yeah. about him, that he's going to have a great week this week. 
Reggie Wayne saw nine targets for 91 yards. He's a must-start this week, coming off two back-to-back good games. Um, the Jags go up the 11th most fantasy points to wide receivers. You guys are doing it. Kobe Fleener is the new shiny toy of the NFL, and to Andrew Luck. He, and to and us, to clearly. Us. It's the Fleener week. Um, he caught Fleener. all seven targets for 144 yards. He saw 11 targets the week before that. Um, and the end zone. So I love him. We Clearly, we all love him. Um, we're high on some Fleener right now. I got good calls. What? <laughs> when in doubt, when Fleener. When in doubt, Fleener high out. On some Fleener. Gut calls. Trent Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so dirty. Fleener? You say when in doubt, Fleener it out? It sounds like cleaning. Fleener? I can see cleaning. It, Fleener yeah, like sounds like cleaner, a word like a, a kid makes up in, in preschool. When in doubt, fleener it out. That seems like that to me. Doesn't it sound like fling it out? <laughs> when in doubt, fling it out, fleener it out. No. Ashley did not go there, but that is funny. That I, is good. I, that's immediately well, where I went. Yeah. I'm into that. That's good stuff. Such, I'm such an angel. And I was thinking yeah. cleaning. <laughs> I was thinking like yeah. a, so. a made up bad word from the playground. All of our personalities um, encompassed in this one there moment. Is, right here. <laughs> Can't make this stuff up. <laughs> Uh, nope. Trent Richardson's in my gut calls. Now that Bradshaw is out for the rest of the season, the running game will be going to Richardson. You guys, don't forget that the reason why the Colts got Bradshaw in the first place is because Richardson was not performing. Okay? Mm. He's still mm. not performing. He's not... Well, he started to do a little better, right? But that's because Bradshaw was in, and he wasn't yeah. the main focus. So I'm a little nervous. Even then that his average per carry is not Main good. man in town. Um, he's not my favorite guy to rely on. If you, I mean, I know he's the number one guy. If you're in a deep league, sure. Um, if you're, is Heron going to take over, though? I was going to say, if you're in a really deep league, the number two oh, guy is Daniel Heron. I didn't want to steal from you. Um, he hasn't been anything special either, but hey. Got to put the name out there. You never know. He might pull a gray on you and score four, four touchdowns. Who knows? Yeah. You never know. Uh, but it's not my favorite team to have the running <laughs> game on either. It, you know, there's worse choices out there than Richardson, too. So he's a gut call. Only knew, only you know how desperate you are, people. And the bench, yeah. no one. It's the Jags, you guys. Let's play them all. Green Bay Packers, 7-3 and three at the Minnesota Vikings, 4-6. and six. Right, the tundra game. Didn't matter where they played; it was going to be cold. Yep. So chance yeah. of rain slash sleet for the game. And the Packers just looked terrible last week. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Really bad. They need to get that. They need to pull their offense together. You <laughs> <psych. laughs> Seriously, how they sleep at night. Yeah. My analysis, you guys, it's so interesting. Now that we're in week 12, my analysis just goes really short because it is clear. One of the things that I will say, though, is that Eddie Lacy, in my opinion, is most improved player from week one to week 12. He started off the season plotting. Just, it's nuts. He's getting about the same amount of carries, but what he's doing with it is epically different. Congratulations, Eddie Lacy. Great start all the rest of the way. Um, you're going to start, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb. They're also the perfect, if you play daily fantasy, they are the kind of people you want to spend your money on. Again, every week. Yeah. Every week with yeah. those guys. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, gut calls, once again, Devontae Adams. 
I'm putting him in gut calls because I don't think this is going to be his week, but I like him rest of season, especially at home. He seems to almost, I think it's like 80% of the time or something, he scores a touchdown at home. He doesn't have a lot of catches. You know, last week he only had two targets. He caught both of them for 13 yards and a touchdown. But when you're looking for one of those flex guys, he's really kind of right there. So uh, bench warmers, Andrew Corliss. So the Vikings give up the absolute least points to tight ends, which means that I get a week off of pretending like he could break out. Ha! <laughs> Good stuff. I'm going to waste your That's time with fun. that anymore. Because sometimes if a tight end's in a really good matchup, there's a possibility they can get a touchdown. This is yeah, not that but weak. then there's Fleener out there. Fleener. I like it. Well, let's get into the Minnesota Vikings with more money, more problems. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. Problems mm. all over the place. Do you mean the, the reason we stop more money, more problems? Yep. Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to get into the, the nitty-gritty of it all, but... um. The NFL has suspended AP for the rest of the season. He can appeal, which means he might be actually playing. Who knows? But the Vikings made their move today and picked up Ben Tate from the Cleveland Browns. So that, to me, means that they're not interested in starting AP, whether or not he's eligible um, during appealing process. Um, The NFL said that they're not going to see his appeal until, I believe, April um, I think they really want to let this, you know, come down a little bit be- and deal with this Ray Rice issue first. Um, well, I think, aren't they asking for an, an arbitrator versus right. Goodell reviewing the appeal? Right. right. Well, he also has he won't, to provide it, uh, proof that he's gone to counseling and stuff, too. There's a, there are a lot I, was, of I think that's what screwed him, was the fact he didn't even show up for the meeting. Yeah. And that he hasn't... Yeah. We don't need to get he, into, like, like done some why, of these things, but, but, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Well, supposedly, his lawyer told him not to. To not do those to things? To not go to the meeting, because supposedly, it was... Basically, they were saying it, that the league had overstepped their bounds. And I'm like... <laughs> The cult, you know, listen, the sure media is all mean. over this. You should just go and at least, like, try to figure out what's going on. But, yeah. Or how about who cares if it's a league or, or court-ordered? Why wouldn't you just want to do it yourself? Like, I mean, you've been caught, so now it's time to deal with the problem, right? I mean, that, to me, is the logical step, but, hey. Drama, drama, drama. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, so they picked up Ben Tate. So we'll see how that goes. It's kind of, you know, it's interesting. It's the Vikings this year. I don't hate it. It's perfect. It's a perfect spot for him. Yeah, but I want McKinnon. I said it's already blurry with McKinnon and Asiata, and then now I've got Tate. No, no, no. No, it's not. All right. I made a mistake last year or last week, and I told you guys to play the Vikings because they were playing against the Bears, and the Bears suck. I messed up. I'm sorry. I'm going to correct my problem, and I'm benching everybody on the Vikings this week, you guys. They're (laughs) all on the bench. Let's get it covered. Teddy Bridgewater had 8.52 points. (laughs) McKinnon had 5.8 points. Asiata had 1.4 points. Ben Tate, now a Viking, had negative .9 points. Cordero Patterson had 2.7 points. And Greg Jennings had .4. Kyra Rudolph had zero. Zero targets, zero catches, zero, zero, zero. 
Courtney, why are you talking straight sexy stats to us? Sexy, sexy in the Minnesota Vikings stadium. It's crazy talk. It's crazy. I love me some numbers on the eight. I can't can't make this stuff up, you guys. It's the truth. Now, to my defense, Jennings exited the game early last week with a rib injury and is listed as questionable this week against Green Bay, who gives up the ninth most fantasy points to wide receivers. Kyra Rudolph did not see any targets on 14 snaps last week. I don't see Rudolph with his injury and Bridgewater and his inexperience being a viable option for another week, game or two. I'm not saying Rudolph won't be a good play down the stretch in playoffs, but let's give these guys some time, okay? And, yeah, the backfield is now a very crowded backfield and an injured one to that. I didn't like McKinnon or Asiata anyways because the second you feel good about McKinnon, Asiata came in and scored three touchdowns, you know? So throw Ben Tate in there. Let's just take out the Vikings running game, too. Okay, we'll put him on the list with the Rams <laughs> and everybody else and just say, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. All right? It just like is it. what it is. So I wouldn't start any of them. Done. That's it. Detroit Lions 7-3 at the New England Patriots 8-2. and The Lions looked ugly last week. It was not good. So, you know, Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate are both in my plane. If you got them, because, you know, even though these guys had bad weeks, I'm talking four points and five points, you know, there is no way but to expect that anything less when the final score is 14 to six with the Lions losing. I mean, it's obviously not going to be high score at that point. Yeah. So it was not pretty, but you know what? Forget about it. They played a really good Forget team. Forget about it. Keep your faith in these guys. <laughs> but with that said, they are playing the Patriots, who are a very tough secondary and give up the third fewest points to receivers this year. With that said, I do think that both of them will bounce back. So don't lose faith in these guys. Stick with them. Right. Got calls, Joyke Bell. You know, Bell was having a decent game until he hurt his ankle. Mm-hmm. He left the game and did not practice on Wednesday. You know, and the severity of Bell's injury, you know, has yet to be made clear at the moment. So no one really knows who the running back will be for Detroit this week. So definitely check your injury reports. It could be Theo Riddick. It could be Reggie Bush. Maybe Bell will play. Tough to say. So you definitely need to make sure that you are looking at your actives and inactives when it comes to this team. My bench, I've got, you know, Reggie for that reason alone. Like we said, he's now missed three straight games. Um... but he did practice Wednesday, Grand. He was limited in practice, so I don't want you to get your hopes up. But, you know, they may try to rush him for the fact that Bell is out. So really be careful on whether you think you actually want to play him because, quite honestly, he hasn't been productive even when he has been playing this year. So I think you've got better options elsewhere. Kardashian Kirk. Now, I also... Sure, yeah. Matthew Stafford is also on my bench. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So I just... I, I don't get it. But the time has officially come to bench Matthew Stafford. This is a very sad day. It is upsetting. You know, but this guy he just had a horrible, horrible game. He only completed 18 of 30. He threw for less than 200 yards with 183 yards. You know, I mean, your starting quarterback needs to be throwing at least 200 yards per game. Period. I will say this, I'm happy this, this is it the has year to I divorced Stafford because I was in a long-term relationship it's, it's, with him. I was like, you know what? I'm moving on. Yeah. And thank God. Angela, smart move. Oh yeah, smart move. Yeah. Well, he's not. He's not getting helped out. I got sacked four times last week. You know, that's especially bad if you're in a league where sacks count against you. So again, know your settings and your parameters to know. 
because there are certain quarterbacks that get sacked more than others. So keep that in mind. Now, they were playing the Cardinals, who give up you know, very tough defense. Um, five points, I mean, it's just sad. He's only the 15th high-scoring quarterback for the season, so he's a middle-of-the-pack guy, and you need more than that if you're going to want to try to get in the playoffs in your league. So you got to have to avoid him, guys. Time for the bench. It's time. We're benching him. I mean, he was benched before, but it's like solidifying the bench. And, you know, we also, you know, we say bench him, start him. You know, go to our rankings. Follow the rankings, you know. We obviously are talking about, you know, who's going to have a good game and a bad game. But a bad game might be good enough for you. So let's just say that out loud. I'm going to say that before I get into this New England Patriots uh, analysis. Because Detroit is no joke. Even though they lost (laughs) last week, they gave up only 14 points. Yep. To the Cardinals. Tough D. So they are legit, and um, I'm not loving the Patriots this week because of that. Let's get into their stats of Detroit. They give up the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, the fifth fewest to wide receivers, the eighth fewest to running backs, the 13th fewest to tight ends, the seventh fewest to kickers, 16th most to defenses. So, hey. There we go. Hey, there we go. Uh, this might mm-hmm. be another 14 to 6 kind of game, you guys. I'm just saying, yeah. prepare yourself on both ends. The Lions might not get you very many points, and the Patriots might not give you many points. It Should we prepare ourselves for Gronk to run somebody off the field again? Oh my this God, week? I love him. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say is that Gronk is the only must start because it's Gronk and you have to. You have to. You can't. Did you see uh, how many tackles he. Um, busted through for that one touchdown, oh my like gosh. literally the it whole team. Nuts. Is nuts. It looks like a video game. No, seriously. No, he's crazy. It's so <laughs> good. It's so good. And the Twitter battle between you know the two of them after the game, like he's got straps, man, straps. Just like I love it. It's crazy. Just into it. And the other guy, you know, how to throw him out of the club like a bouncer, like a bouncer. You know, now Gronk's Gronk's a bouncer. I like Gronk's it. I knew that, but he's a bouncer. Yeah. Yeah. You have to That'd start the most him. terrifying bouncer experience of my life. You guys, I'm going to make a elbow. bold statement here, and I don't even like Goskowski this week. <gasps> oh. Whoa. No, that's offensive. It's, it's offensive, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> bold. It is offensive. I mean, you're a starter because it's Goskowski. He's the best kicker in the league. But he might only get you two field goals or one extra point. And that's just the reality of what might just go down next week. It's, it's going to be bananas. Oh, my gut calls, I have everybody else. Tom Brady, Shane Vereen, Jonas Gray, Julian Edelman, and Brandon LaFell. Um, it's, again, it's Belichick, you guys. Love your Gray. Get on that bandwagon. Have a good time with him. But you know what? He might get you two points if you're lucky this week. All right? So I, Especially because Detroit gives up more passing yards to running backs than rushing yards to running Vereen backs. And Vereen catches the balls, Gray rushes them. And I'm just telling you, I'm oh. sorry for Vereen owners, my husband. Um, last week, that was not nice, Belichick. That was not nice. And I'm telling you, he's going to do it again because that's all he does is screw over His running back gym, owners. Yeah. It's awful. He's a bad yes. person. Um, <laughs> but that's the reality of it, you guys. You drafted them. You picked Gray up. You're going to play him if you really feel good about it. I'm telling you, I don't. I'm not sold. And plus, as I said, I don't think this game's going to have that many points. Who I actually kind of do like is Tim Wright this week. It's crazy. This is a stretch. I, you know, he's very, um, uh, boom. I can see it. I can see a it. A lot of busts. 
But they're going to forget about him. They're going to be concentrating on Gronk. They're going to be tra- concentrating on Edelman, keeping Brandon on the outside. And Tim might be able to just, like, flutter in there and get, like, a touchdown in 15 yards. I'm just saying, if that's good enough for you, it's good enough for me. Uh, put him in. Brandon's making a Brandon's face. into it. I have been huge on Fleener and Tim Wright. Actually, when I was on the Fantasy Funhouse on Sirius XM, which I do on Fridays, I will be there every Friday starting December, the first Friday in December, um, with Nando DeFino. And we were on there all together two weeks ago. Last week, though, I was like, Tim Wright, great rest of um, season schedule for tight ends. Yeah. And Gronk, I'm not saying Gronk's going to do any less. I'm just saying Tim Wright might be doing more. I like him. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm so with you this week, Courtney. You're so, you feeling you. me? This is like good feeling motion. Feeling I like it. it. I was feeling it. Uh, I couldn't tell if she was feeling you or like hating you. No. I know. I could, well, feel, I could feel that she was happy. It was, it was, a, it was intense feeling yeah. for sure. I'm glad yeah. it was positive. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be an interesting game, <laughs> you guys. Kobe Fleener intensity. It's going to be an interesting game. This is not going to be a fantasy orgy. I have a feeling. Tennessee Titans 2-8, and eight, the Philadelphia Eagles 7-3. and three. Titans, interesting team. I will say, kind of like with Buffalo, you really need to reassess teams when teams switch quarterbacks. Same with the Rams, we'll talk about later too. It really can completely change the dynamic of the team. So, yes, the Titans are 2-8, and eight, but they, they, they're they an improved 2-8 and eight team, I would say. I might be optimistic. But, play if you got them, we still have no one. You're still not automatically playing anybody on the Titans. Let's not kid ourselves. But, gut calls. Zach Mettenberger. I love they were calling it the Burger Bowl last week, too, between Mettenberger and Roethlisberger. I know, it's good. Hilarious. The Burger love Bowl. It. Love it. Yeah. But, uh, so Zach Mettenberger. So, are you starting him? Absolutely not. But is he worth a consideration in a two-quarterback league? Yes. He'll be playing the Eagles, who give given up quite a few touchdowns this year. He was the 10th highest scoring quarterback last week. So, perhaps the Titans have maybe actually found their guy. Just maybe. So we'll see. I like it. Now, Kendall Wright and Justin Hunter, when you watch the game, you're thinking, oh, they don't look half bad. They look pretty good. Yeah. And then you look at the numbers after the game, and you're like, oh, Hunter scored four points and Wright scored seven. Yep. It looked better than that, but it wasn't. Now, these guys do, I would say, have a better upside with Mettenberger under center. But it's getting awfully close to playoffs to be playing such risky plays as these guys. Again, only you know how desperate you are. If you're that desperate, I like Wright more than I like Hunter. But I would say at least wait another week to see what kind of you know chemistry they create. Bishop Sankey. I, I kind of thought about not talking about him at all this week because he's in my bench section. <laughs> but I just can't help myself. I just can't. But, all right, I know, I know. Some Sankey owners hate me. I get it. But hear me out here. So Sankey does look better than his numbers display. I will grant you that. But sadly, in fantasy, at the end of the day, all that matters are the numbers. That's all that matters. He scored nine points last week, and that was off 38 yards and a touchdown. But people seem to be forgetting because they're watching the game and they're seeing him kind of you know, darting about and looking pretty flashy and looking strong, is that he only had 38 yards. He's mm. only scored two touchdowns all season. So till the Titans can start to make their way down the field more consistently so that Sinky can be near the end zone where this is where the only way he's actually going to score you like legit points, you can't be excited about him. It's just a, it's, it's a fact. I'm sorry. It's not Sinky. It's the whole Titans offense. Now, Nate Washington, I don't want to get caught up in him as well. He scored his first touchdown of the year. 
But other than that, it's been a complete snow, you know, snooze fest with him. He scored 14 points last week. But other than that, the total points he has scored all season long has been 23. You cannot play this guy. He was fun to watch for one game, but we're done. Agreed. As far as Philadelphia Eagles are concerned, um, whoops, somehow I just lost all my notes. Uh, that's okay. Because you know what? You know what's going on. <laughs> it's called Jordan Matthews and Jeremy Macklin Show. Yay. With a little bump and grind. I love them. They are just, they're what we're talking about. You know who else came back? Marky Mark. The Mark we know and love. Am I right? Yep. Am I right? Mark yes. you're used to. Little Marky Mark action. Okay, yeah. Well, you know, that's fine. Last week, he threw two interceptions, lost two fumbles. Still, tough matchup. It was cold. <laughs> we know he doesn't like the cold. Um, this uh, week he'll play better against Tennessee, although it'll still be cold in Philadelphia. But um, we started with the bad news. The good news is that he threw for 346 yards and two touchdowns. Wow. So once again, yeah. Chip Kelly. So he actually is in the got call section, and I stand by that. LaShawn McCoy, you guys, he's not the guy you drafted, but he's still, if you can believe it, the 16th highest scoring running back on the season. You're going to start him because that's who you have. And yep. the Philadelphia Eagles defense is probably the best player on the team. And I know people don't want to talk about defenses, but they have forced nine fumbles, which is tied for second in the league. They have allowed a lot of yards and points. But here's the deal. They have scored the most defensive touchdowns on the year, nine. The next, the next team, four. Then they've also returned the most kickoff returns, three. Next team, one. That means they've scored nine touchdowns in ten games. The defense. I couldn't believe it. The other people have them ranked lower, and I was like, no, you guys. No. It's the Eagles. It's fantasy here. Like, come on. It, I know that the yards, but they do things with turnovers that no one yeah. else is doing. Yeah. It's really amazing, and, and it's cool to watch, too. Yeah. Also, kickers. Cody Parkey, fourth highest scoring kicker in the league. He is completing 94.7% of his kicks, and Mark Sanchez is going to get them down the field, but I'm not always convinced he's going to get them in the end zone. And Zach Ertz, you know how I feel about him, even though he kind of had a bounce-back game. Um, and by that, I mean four catches for 55 yards. And, um, yeah. He's one of the players that when you say his name, I, like, cringe. Yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard. But they do give up the 14th most points to tight ends. So, And then uh, Darren Sproles. I'm putting him on the bench. Guys, it's really difficult for me to tell you to start a guy who's only getting four touches a week. And if you still own Riley Cooper, do you don't listen to our show. Yep. So. Yep. St. Louis Rams, four and six. The San Diego Chargers, six and four. This one's going to be quick one. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. I'm already bored because I'm talking about the Rams. Oh, gosh. Um, Sad. Although I can't say that since they beat our team last week. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. But playing if you got him, none. Mm-hmm. But I, my gut call is Trey Mason. So I'm sure you figured out by this point in the season it is extremely difficult to predict what Rams are going to do in the backfield. But it appears as if they're sticking with Trey Mason. So in the last five games, you know, he's done pretty well. So other than week eight, where he only had seven touches, he's been averaging 20 touches in the past few games. So what is even more encouraging is that he had 29 touches last week. So they're ramping up. He's getting more and more touches, which means that the Rams have confidence in him and that that confidence is growing. 
He ran for over 113 yards, so that should also secure his starting spot for next week in case you were about the good old switcheroo that the Rams like to do. I think you're safe with Trey Mason this week, so give it a thought. Kenny Britt, also in my gut call section, do I feel confident that the tide is turned for Kenny Britt? No. No. But sometimes you have to roll the dice, and there are worst options because, again, we have a quarterback change situation here where it makes everything different. And the other situations, there's absolutely no other receivers. He's, like, the only guy to possibly throw to. Mm. So that is also encouraging for you. If it was me, I would pick him up off the waivers and put him on my bench and watch and see how he does this next week before you put him in your lineup. But sometimes you're forced to play the hand, so we'll see. And uh, my bench is Greg Zerline. I just want to give a shout-out to Mr. Greg Zerline, Greg the Leg, Legatron. Love it. Who has that many nicknames and you're a kicker? I just love it. But maybe I just want to say his nicknames. But in all seriousness, he was the highest scoring kicker last week yeah. with 20 points. But you aren't going to play him this week because the Chargers give up the second fewest points to kickers. So, nonetheless, great game, Leg. So, um, the Chargers went from first to worst, and they have never bounced back from the Week 9 beatdown in Miami. So, I still think Phillip Rivers has a chance to be okay. Um, mostly because, you know, the, 40, the, the Rams give up the eighth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, but that's, that's his upside right now. Um, got calls, Ryan Matthews, still questionable due to that knee injury. He was limping on Sunday, yeah. but then he says he feels fine. I don't love him against the Rams. They give up the 10th fewest points to running backs, and they're getting cocky because they beat the Broncos. So, Malcolm Floyd and Keenan Allen, you know what. Why not? They give up the fourth most points to wide receivers. You know you're going to get about mm, 5 to 15 points. You never know. Um, Antonio Gates, he needs a touchdown. He was a touchdown machine. Recently, he's had two bad games in a row. I'm still playing him. Yeah. He's still the man. So Oldie and a goodie. Yeah. Chicago, Chargers defense isn't very good, and a lot of people are going to tell you to stream them. Um but St. Louis is kind of bouncing back, like you said, with the new quarterback. I don't know if I'd stream them. I think that at a certain point, bad defenses are bad defenses. It's true. It's I agree. True. So, totally. Yeah. No one's really on the bench. Sean Hill, Sean Hill looked good yeah, last week. Yeah. And no one's really on the bench, but no one's really a starter. It's just kind of sad. Uh, Done. Arizona Cardinals 9-1 and one at the Seattle Seahawks 6-4. and four. The Cardinals are the perfect example of a winning team that doesn't help you win your fantasy team, right? It's really yeah, unfortunate. Ellington. Uh, no. Really? <laughs> I would disagree with that as well. Uh, I only have them in one league. What? I only have them in one league. That was probably out of turn. That was really out of turn. I... Uh, <laughs> but that's okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> that was really out of turn. No, I no. mean... No, no, you're, I'm, no, I'm giving you a hard time. Ellington's great. I have them in my gut calls... Um, just because Seattle's defense is legit, you guys. They're, they give up the fewest, you know, 13th fewest running backs, fourth fewest to quarterbacks, the fewest to wide receivers. You know, I, I mean, it's going to be another Detroit-Arizona game, 14-6. to six. This is going to be a defense on defense. It's going to be intense. Um, that's why I have Andre Ellison, Michael Floyd, John Brown, and John Carlson tight end in gut calls. Carlson is not a great asset to anyone's fantasy team, but possibly this week. No. Seattle has no problem giving up touchdowns to tight ends, you guys. So he might get 15 yards in a touchdown. It's very possible. Good enough. And that is good enough. 
for owners of Julius Thomas like me, I would take that the last two weeks. So, you know, let's be realistic. That might that might be just what you need. Um, but to me, the rest of these guys are just flex players. I mean, this is going to be a tough game against Seattle. It's not the greatest matchup. And, again, this is not a fantasy galore um, team. On the bench, I have Larry Fitzgerald. You guys, Larry is dealing with a knee injury and his list is questionable for Sunday's game. And it's a scary corners. I don't see him getting available, so that's that. And uh, the kickers only had one field goal in the last three games, so that's that's not good. It started so hot. I know. Oh I know. I can't pronounce his last name, but Kenton Zaro, that's how I'm going to say it, is, uh, yeah, really gone downhill real yeah. fast. Seahawks. <laughs> I completely agree with you. I feel the same way about the Seahawks because Arizona's no joke. No joke. Second fewest to running backs, 13th. They, they do give up the 13th most points to wide receivers. So, hmm. But the good news is this, you know, Seahawks don't really have any wide receivers. That was perfect. my next point. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. they're going to use Lynch regardless of the strength of the running back defense. So, uh, but Marshawn Lynch did not score against Kansas City last week. To be fair, no one has. They have they have zero rushing touchdowns that they've allowed in the year. That's crazy. That is nuts. It, it makes no sense. Nuts. But he did carry the ball twenty four times for one hundred and twenty four yards. He is dealing with a back injury. He did not practice today, but he was dealing with it before. I think they're just resting him. And the other thing is, he hates his coach and his team, so he's playing for a contract. <laughs> and, <laughs> he, he he hates people. Uh, you know. And halftime apparently. So, but I think he's playing for a contract. I'm, you're still playing Marshawn Lynch. It's just that every time you check ESPN or some website, you just cringe when you see news from him. Russell Wilson, listen, he's rushed for 35-plus yards in six of his 10 games. Four times, he's rushed for over 70 yards. Twice, over 100. You guys, he's crazy. You can actually depend on these points. And since rushing yards are um, a point for every 10 yards as opposed to passing yards, a point for every 25 yards, you are getting those points. He has the, he scored four rushing touchdowns on the season as well. You can count on it, and that's the only way that they're going to get anything done in Arizona. Steven Hauschka, I just like to say his name, 90.5% completion rate. And, yeah, Doug Baldwin. I mean, only if you're in PPR, you guys. Once again, last week, six passes for 45 yards and a touchdown. But that was only his second touchdown of the season. Defense, to Courtney's point, they're legit, but they don't force turnovers, and Arizona doesn't turn over the ball. No. So I wouldn't start them, but they are legit. Does that make sense? It should. Once again, yeah. real football is not fantasy football. And bench warmers, yeah, we yep. don't like anyone else on this team. Nope. It's like, guys, Miami Dolphins, the Denver Broncos. All right. Yep. Play him if you got him. Lamar Miller. He didn't have the best week last week. He only scored nine points. But what is good is it was all yardage. And, again, that's my big thing is that when you see a guy getting a lot of yards that you know he's incorporating the plays a lot – I feel good about it. And the Buffalo defense is good, um, and that's who's up last week. But the Denver Broncos you know, aren't too shabby either. So I would say kind of limit your expectations a little bit. But I do think he's going to find the end zone this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I feel that way, but I do. I, I think he will. So I like Lamar Miller this week. My gut calls, Mike Wallace. I can completely understand if you're getting a bit gun-shy with him because his production has completely slowed down the last four games. It's, it's been brutal. It's not good. But, you know, keep in mind, when he only scored you, you know, three points, you know, it was a very, very, very tough Buffalo defense. As Brandon had said in her notes, Buffalo is legit. legit. 
And the Dolphins were playing very gingerly with that in mind. I'm going to say that. Now, my, my bigger concern with Wallace is that he, his calf is hurt and it did not practice on Wednesday. So keep your eye on him for the injury report before you make any sort of decision with him. My bench is the Miami Dolphins defense. Yes, the Broncos looked really, really bad last week. But don't think for one second that Peyton Manning isn't going to be pissed and is going to come out guns a-blazing. So this game is also in Denver, which won't help with the Dolphins and with the rage of Peyton Manning and altitude. So I'm not loving the Dolphins this week. On to the Broncos. You're obviously playing Peyton Manning. You're obviously playing Demarius Thomas. You're playing C.J. Anderson. So there's definitely concern last week that Monte Ball was going to come in and definitely kind of vulture some of the touches, and then Ball went out with a growing injury. Hillman is still out. So C.J. Anderson is the man in town. He will get the rock. He's going to get it a lot. But he also was using the air quite a bit. So he's a nice little hybrid player. So overall, he's just a really good player, period, depending on whatever defense you're playing against. Now, Emmanuel Sanders did not practice on Wednesday um, as he has to go through the NFL's concussion protocol to be cleared to play this week. Uh, if he does get cleared, then obviously you are playing him. If not, Demarius Thomas will benefit the most from his absence. Andre Caldwell would get some increased field time as well if Sanders sits out. So keep all those things in mind and definitely, again, be listening to reports as to what's going to be happening with Emmanuel Sanders. Julius Thomas is in my gut call section. So the Broncos had a lot of injuries uh, last mm-hmm. game, which obviously did not help with the Rams. But mm-hmm. Thomas was a big one, you know, and it's his ankle, which, you know, he was hell out of practice Wednesday. So make sure that you keep a very close eye on your actives and inactives list on Sunday morning. Um, I'm not feeling good about him playing this week. No, me neither. At all. But so even though he's not listed as out, he's not listed as doubtful. He's um, actually I listed as those- fleener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Cleaner. Or I picked right. up Rivera. I'm playing um, Rivera instead of uh, Thomas. So. Yeah, I right. mean, I don't feel good about it. What I will say, though, is that with Thomas out, if he is out, I think Jacob Tammy becomes the man for the tight ends. Peyton Manning, he's played with him before. He's kind of his target. You know, there's a comfort level there. I don't love that. Um, and I checked, Fleener and ESPN is only owned in 57% of leagues. So he's out there for the taking for people that are Julius Thomas owners. So hop on that waiver right now. Uh, but I just want to point out that Tammy will be the main guy. Virgil Green may come back and play. He's questionable, but probably want to avoid the tight end situation there. Bench, Wes Welker. Wes continues to be ho-hum. So much so that Peyton Manning has had to actually answer questions about it. <laughs> people are, like, directly asking him. And his response has basically been, it has nothing to do with Wes Welker or his level of play. It purely is the fact that we just have so many options. Which, while true, is a very PC answer. But either way, you shouldn't care because he's not producing anything even remotely close to what you need on your team, so he has to be benched. You have but so many options you lost to the St. Louis Rams. Please. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of feel game. like Wes Welker, if Sanders and Julius Thomas are out, I mean... Yeah. Well, the reason I don't like him is the Miami D is really good. So I think this could be a low-scoring yeah. game. I think if you've got Sanders out, Thomas out, you know, you got Wes in the slot. Yeah. I feel like they probably more than likely honestly do more of a dump off to C.J. Anderson than they will to Wes Walker. We, Sounds like a nightmare. We all need to prepare ourselves to win our fantasy leagues with 70, fan, 70 points. Washington Redskins, 3-7 yep. <laughs> and seven at San Francisco 49ers, 6-4. and four. 
Okay. Redskins. All right, finally we got him. Alfred Morris. Morris is a sturdy little guy. Love him. You can always count on him. You know, he keeps plugging away. You know, with 96 rushing yards last week, he scored 12 points for you. You know, you just don't want to get a Redskins game and start Morris. You know, you'll feel much better with him because the Redskins are a nightmare. But he's the bright light on the team, so feel good about Morris. Now, Deshaun Jackson's in my gut call section. You're starting to get nervous that the return of RG3, you know, would not be good for you as a Deshaun Jackson owner. I get it. I'm nervous for you, too. I'm a Deshaun Jackson owner myself, so I'm nervous. But, you know, Jackson caught a measly four catches on six targets for a very disappointing 35 yards. Mm-hmm. You know, but the good news is that since week five, he's had this two great game, one terrible game pattern. So hopefully, you know, he'll have two good games on the horizon for you. But the Niners secondary isn't anything super special, so that shouldn't really factor in your decision as to whether you're going to play him or not. I think what should factor in decision is, you know, what kind of you hear coming out from Washington is terms of the chemistry because we had a little bit of off-field issues i've always disliked rg3 i can't stand him you know i was on the kurt cousins (laughs) bandwagon forever because i hate rg3 so much and that press conference made me want to punch the tv it was so crazy i can't believe as a quarterback that you're going to blame every single person on the team except yourself it's amazing to me it's just crazy bananas well thank you jake well that's my thing i yeah, I mean, I've got, you know, I'm just saying, there's better options at the moment than RG3, because he only threw for 207 yards, eh, one touchdown, eh, and two interceptions, ouch. But even more of a concern for me, like you're saying, Courtney, is this, this stirring up of the locker room again. This is the drama we saw last year, that if you watched the Redskins at all last year, you know this was like implosion central, yes. right? And then, you know, you're throwing your teammates under the bus in conferences, so much so that your coach goes on to basically tear you apart. Just because you're having sleepovers at the owner's house and using his car service does not give you the right to attack your team. Okay? Stop it. That's so interesting. I didn't take it as that way. I actually thought to myself, man, there must be something going on in the actual locker room itself physically because I didn't – I thought it was kind of like, you know – I, I thought the, the, the snippet was bad, but if you listened to it before, he's like, no, I'm bad. I need to really play better, et cetera, et cetera. But um, obviously the chemistry is weird because the fact that Gruden would come out, I was shocked Gruden come, came out like that. Well, that, that was my thing. I was like, obviously there's a real problem, and I didn't interpret it right. Because Gruden, yeah, Gruden did, um, no, sorry, Gruden. RG3 had basically said, like, I, I feel bad that it was interpreted that way. I certainly never meant it like that, yada, yada. Um but he's got a past yes. history of this, right? So even if he didn't mean it that way, it, this is how it's coming off to his teammates. This is how it's coming off to his coach. And it is his a second problem. coach. This is the second coach who's had a problem with him for the one. same reason. Remember last year, he so was got, like, yeah. they don't even pick me up after I've been sacked. Well, no, because they don't like you. That's you. It's you, my friend. You need to look in the mirror. Sorry. So, moral of the story is we've got a chemistry <laughs> issue uh, Sorry. in Washington, D.C., and it might be a problem. So, again, for me, my biggest thing is just it caused problems last year, so I am, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous for him. Thank you. Right. Well, Courtney just pulled a sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I like that. 
Um, San Francisco 49ers. I, you know, it's on my list of teams that I just have a tough time telling you to play anyone. But then they keep having these matchups, and every week I tell you, okay, Washington gives up the absolute most points to quarterbacks. They're tied for the seventh fewest to running backs, but then the most 12th most points to wide receivers, 13th most points to tight ends. And then I say to you, okay, they haven't been playing well, but they might go off because of this great matchup, and I'm going to have to keep telling you this, and I have no interest in doing that. <sighs> Colin Kaepernick. Here's last three scores out loud. 10.88, 12.8, His score since his bye in week eight. Um, but he keeps getting these matchups. I can't talk about it anymore. It's just too much. Michael Crabtree, do not get fooled by his one big play. <laughs> Three catches for 85 yards Ridiculous. and a touchdown. <sighs> he caught three to play one of game. his eight targets. And he caught three of his eight targets last week, or the week before, for 62 yards. No touchdown. That's a little more usual. Anquan Bolden, stud muffin if you're in a PPR league because he always has five catches at least. Okay, He's had five catches or more in every game except for two. So right away, if you're in PPR, that's five points right off the bat. But it was only for 53 yards. So if you're not in PPR, you're like, eh. So um, Frank Gore, I was hoping he'd blow up last week. He didn't. But stop, stop asking me questions about Carlos Hyde. You guys, since week seven, he's only carried the ball nine <laughs> or less times in every game. He's only scored one touchdown. Why do you keep asking me if you should start Carlos Hyde? The answer is no. <laughs> and then Ben Chormers, Nando, I'm so sorry, buddy. I know that you were sticking with Vernon Davis because he might go off. I'm telling you, I'm sticking by my one catch for eight yards. Actually, it was seven. Remember I said one yeah, catch for eight yeah. yards? It was seven, and then the week before that, one catch for eight yards. The week before that, two catches for 19 yards. This is not going away. Boom. Boom. Dallas Cowboys, seven and three in New York. Giants, three and seven. We've got a Sunday night football game matchup here, people. Yes. Play them if you got them. Tony Romo, DeMarco Murray, Des Bryant, Jason Witten, and Dan Bailey. Hey. Tony Romo had over 20 hey, hey. fantasy points in week seven against the Giants, so no worries there, you guys. He missed a game in week nine, but came back and dominated Jacksonville with a solid 20-plus points. I'm into it. I'm into him. You're starting him. Des, we didn't get to talk about him last week because they were on by, but I just want to celebrate Des for having a f- huge game. 158 huge. yards and two touchdowns. Thank huge. you. That's what I've wanted all year long. I appreciate you giving it to me. I don't think he's going to do it again this week, but it's still going to be a good solid 15 points yeah. per huge. I'm into it. Gut calls Terrence Williams, you guys. I am not ruling him out this week. I know he's disappointed us. I get it. But the Giants are banged Intriguing. up on defense. They have been good against wide receivers but this should only help Williams because they're going to be taking care of Bryant don't lose faith I'm going to still play him in your flex position bench warmers nobody you guys it's the Giants let's get into the Giants remember Eli when he threw five interceptions <laughs> oh, oh, they were so close to winning that game too man it's so awesome I do hate I'm so glad I started team. San Francisco's defense yeah 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 Winning. Um, this is my team. I just I, I do not like covering. Rashad Jennings, I told you to temper your expectations for Jennings coming off from an injury and not performing very well before he got hurt. 
This week he is off the injury report completely. This should be a good play this week, you guys. Dallas is just okay against running backs. I say play him if you got him. Odell Beckham Jr., he is a stud. He is just the man. man. He and Mike Evans. His haircut is fabulous. He is fabulous. Yeah, His great quarterback's haircut. not fabulous, but hey. No. He can, he can, he can make it happen. When you, yeah, when you do those weird one-handed yeah. grabs like that, it doesn't right. matter if your quarterback's We're starting good, him, you guys. We're starting him. You know what? I have Larry Donnell as a, a start as well. He had, 11, he had 11 points last week. He's really a gut call every week because he's so boomer bust, but it's tight ends, you right. guys. We're desperate here. Good calls, Eli Manning and Ruben Randall. I dislike both of these players, but they love each other. It's sick. I really dislike it. <laughs> oh, it's like that, uh, that uncomfortable couple in the room that you're just like, man, I'm not for divorce, but it looks really good with the two of you. Manning's targets Randall <laughs> 15 times last week. It's crazy. Oh, you really can't bench a guy with that many targets. You just can't do I it. I think I can. <laughs> but he doesn't oh, catch any of the targets. He catches half of them. That's so... six points if you're in PPR, you know? I mean, whatever. I hate him, but God, gut call. <laughs> Manning had 23 fantasy points last time they played the, the Cowboys, so... Facts are facts, you guys. Eli might be coming off a game with five interceptions, but he had three touchdowns and zero interceptions against them in week seven. So might not be a bad play this week. <laughs> Bench more. I love that you have to laugh I while you're do. saying I it. I dislike these guys. Like, I really dislike Ruben Randall. I owned him in a couple of my leagues, so therefore my hate for him is extreme. But benchwarmers, Andre Williams, drop him, please. It's done. It's over. Sorry. Monday night football. Baltimore Ravens six and four. New Orleans Saints four and six. Hey yo, Justin Forsett, play him if you got him. Coming off a bye, he's gonna be speedy McSpeedies. I love him. Tory Smith. He's he's you know he's getting better and better every week. You guys, We're gonna have to start him. I know he was a yeah. bench for the first half of the season, but now he's a play him if you got him. And you know what? I'm going on a limb and I'm staying. Steve Smith Sr. is going to have a bounce back week this week. Coming off a bye yeah, against I hope the so. Saints who are not so good against wide receivers. The corner, they don't have enough people to cover both of them. He, they're gonna, you know, he's going to do it, you guys. Steve Smith is going to come back. This is his week. It's my bold prediction. Steve Smith. Triple Steve F Smith. sauce. This is your moment. If it's not, well, hasta la vista, baby. Gut calls Joe Flacco in the Baltimore's defense. You know, Flacco's always a gut call. You know, I mean, he's not my favorite. He's not my least favorite. But if I'm going to put Eli Manning in gut calls, you guys, you got to put Joe Flacco in gut calls, too. <laughs> That's just the rule. Those two go hand in hand. So I'm putting them both in gut calls. It's the Saints. The defense is just... So... That's where I'm at. Joe Flacco and Eli Manning would be friends. I feel like they would They'd be, too. they sit together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yes. But Flacco would be and the and cool him. guy in the, in, in the room. <laughs> That's the <laughs> <laughs> Are there any bench warmers? Nah. Nah. Because the Saints are not... You know what? Owen Daniels, this is not my favorite week for Owen Daniels. Because... 
the Saints actually are good against tight ends. Um, That's true. If you have to play him, totally understand it. It's a tight end position, but he's not my favorite. Well, I was surprised to find out that Baltimore gives up the absolute least points to running backs. Fascinating. I had no idea. Um, They do give up the fifth most points to wide receivers, uh, but Brandon Cooks, IR, broken thumb, very sad. Uh, Therefore, there's not a whole lot to say. Why? Because you're starting Drew Brees, and you're starting Jimmy Graham, and you're disappointed a little bit in both of them, even though they're both top ten guys. You're still kind of like, eh, I thought you'd be the best. And you're just kind of good. But you know what? Stop complaining. They're better than a lot of people. And uh, Ingram, you're going to start, even though it's a bad matchup, because he's been a stud, and it's going to be hard to bench him. And, um, yeah. Marcus Colston, supposedly, and Kenny Stills are going to pick up the slack here. I don't know, you guys. Marcus Colston's had a terrible year, especially for drops. And Kenny Stills is so inconsistent. I just can't tell you to start him. And that's it. I mean, that's the problem is that I, it's almost impossible to give you accurate analysis on the New Orleans Saints. Even though they are at home, they do play better yeah, at home. Right. Um, but the loss of Brandon Cooks is very bizarre. And I'm also going to say, listen, I think – uh, I'm dropping Drew Brees to Tier 2 next year in my rankings. So, you heard it here first. I am. Top of Tier 2. That's Week 12, you guys. It's going to be a low-scoring week, so enjoy yourself. Don't stress out. Drink a lot of margaritas. Hop over to HerFantasyFootball.com and on Twitter at HerFantasyFB for last-minute questions. Until next time, guys, no more faking it.